Hi, I'm Ellie. And I'm Haley. And this is Two Kids and a Broadway Star. It's gonna be so good! What? You're so smart, a stand-up bro outfit about your offer. Let you know, but I prefer my chances down below. Okay, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, being young and female. Our guest today is Elizabeth Teeter. Teeter, Teeter, Teeter. Elizabeth is only 21 years old, but she already has a handful of Broadway shows under her belt. Mary Poppins, The Audience, The Crucible. She's worked with some incredible actors like Helen Mirren and Sadie Sink. And you know what? Ellie, I'm going to let you take this next part. And Beetlejuice. We're huge fans of my family, and we are actually at Elizabeth's first and last performance as Lydia. So we're definitely going to talk about that. She's a triple threat, a beyond incredible dancer, and we can't wait to talk all things theater with her. Ellie, ready? Ready. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, guys. Thanks for that introduction. Oh, my goodness. Sure, we pride ourselves on our introduction. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were at my first and last show. That's so sweet and special. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. We're going to jump right in with Beetlejuice, if that's okay. We know you had a long path to the role of Lydia with the pandemic and the show closing and then coming back to meet with the team again. Your run seems pretty amazing once it all came together, though. So, was it worth the wait? It was absolutely worth the wait. Um, I feel like we all learned a lot over the pandemic. Um, and it had been, you know, two-ish years almost um, since I had last been in the room um, in that first quick rehearsal process. We were literally in the studio when everything shut down. So finally getting offered it twice officially to be at the marquee. Um, was great and honestly so much more worth it because usually when you're joining a show you only get to rehearse with stage management and your own and then you do a put in and you're put in the show instead of this time around i got a full rehearsal process a six weeks six week process with the full company so it was honestly better i think in that way that we all got to connect um from square one together did you rehearse during the pandemic like ever try a zoom rehearsal or anything uh, no, no, because we didn't, um, there was no, like, exact time that we knew the show was coming back, so we weren't going to start rehearsals until, until there was a set date, which ended up being, you know, the spring of 2022. Yeah, and it always seems like such a fun cast to be a part of, too, so do you have a favorite story? Oh my gosh, um... Honestly, there are too many random things that I can't think of right now. Anytime I was with Alex Brightman backstage is a good story in my mind. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He makes me laugh so much. And uh, yeah, he made it the best time. I, when we switched, we switched costumes for uh, Halloween <laughs> we, uh, at our bows. We were doing different bows every night and we pranked the whole cast and he wore a black dress and I wore the striped suit, um, which is such a fun memory because it, I think it really represents how uh, our company and how <laughs> we have a funny idea and we go through with it and everyone was uh, loved it and it was just the best time. So Lydia is a really vocally taxing role. How do you keep your voice healthy? Yeah, it is. It's a lot of singing. Um, honestly, staying in vocal lessons every single week um is key also you know not going out after the show and being too crazy making sure you're drinking a lot of water you're sleeping you're resting during the day doing all the things you need to do to um do the show that night yeah we know it's really stressful when you're about to go on and your voice feels really rough like what do you do if you're like feeling a little hoarse and you like 
you're about to go on for a show. Yeah, I mean, it definitely happens. You have times where you're tired or, you know, you're sick. And so sometimes you just have to know your body really well and try to navigate around it. And then also at the same time, you got to know when to call out, know when it's time to take a break. Um, and also, yeah, do your best when you're out there to really be in touch with your breath. And sometimes you're going to have to cough. Sometimes you're going to have to swallow and it happens and it's live theater. And, you know, that's that's that. Yeah, and the way you sing, Lydia, is like amazing, too. Thank you. I mean, it feels like there's a version of Lydia, you know, that belongs to you. Oh. So I'm curious, is there any ways you added your own twist to the role? Yeah, I mean, I approached it like like it was just any other role in terms of I know it's been done before, but um, I didn't try to copy anything that was done before. Um, I think I just approached it from the script, looking at the lines, uh, seeing how I connected with them and finding my version of Lydia, which our director was really um, wonderful about. Our whole company was super supportive of all of us feeling like a family and, and exploring our own versions of the character and, and those relationships, um, which is super, super cool. Like I said, I was at your first and last show, and it felt like you really grew into the role of Lydia in those nine months. Your Lydia was so great, and you and Alex had so much chemistry that seemed even bigger by the end. Yeah. What was it like being able to reopen the show and then also being the one to say goodbye? Pretty incredible. I mean, both shows hold, I have such special memories um, for different reasons, obviously. The, I mean, both the energy crowd-wise was crazy on opening and closing. Um, opening, it was nuts because it was like a rock concert. You know, everyone is screaming. Everyone's so excited that it's back. And I was just uh, super excited to be there. And it kind of felt like, a, oh my gosh, I made it moment. I did it. I'm here after this long process of not knowing if it was ever going to happen. And, uh, you know, hearing how excited everyone was, it was so fun and nerve wracking at the same time because I was new and all of that. And then the end was like equally as incredible. And I felt like it was interesting because everyone on opening and closing got insane applause and it's not about the applause but everyone was so excited to be there and I feel like on closing uh I had a moment where I felt like I was truly a part of this company and the audience was excited to see everyone and they were uh kind of commemorating all of our performances or the first time I was like I'm new you don't know me because <laughs> they, like, they were cheering for Alex and Leslie and everyone that entered because they all knew them and loved them and it was a bit of like a we don't know who you are um <laughs> not in the terms of the vibe of the of them clapping or anything but just in my head you know <laughs> and so closing was very special because also we all got to finish together and it's obviously sad that it closed but getting to do that final show with the people that created these roles and have had such a long journey um, not even just at the marquee, but just in general was so special and super emotional. I mean, like getting through the show was <laughs> was tough to not, you know, cry the whole time. Uh, and I had a similar moment at Bows where it was like, I did it, you know, I had the I did yeah. it moment opening and then I did it at closing where I was like, you know, I got through the run. I did it. Um, so it was super, super, super cool. And I'm super grateful that I got to be the one to, to open and close it. Too cool.
Yeah, well, I know we've never, you know, been on Broadway, but you know, we've closed shows before. Like one day. We, I know, like yeah. when we closed our school shows, we're always emotional. So, yeah. I mean, we can almost relate relate a little bit, but you know, it's it's definitely oh, yeah. it's never Broadway. Like, well, here's the thing though: is like people will say it's never Broadway, and it's like, but it is the same thing, you know? Like it's the your high school shows, your middle school shows, your community theater shows, wherever it is, it's the same type of community that you're going to have. You're going to become all the inside jokes that you guys have backstage. (laughs) You know, all the jokes that you come up with, the moments backstage, the things that you that you love about the character, all those things. Yeah, it might be a weekend run at your middle school or high school, but like those emotions are the same as what we feel at a higher scale. Right. Um, The difference being maybe it's, you know, a nine month long run. Yeah. you know, it becomes even more so of a family because I feel like every show you do becomes a family, no matter how long the run, because you're with each other a lot. Um, But even more so when it's such a long run, um, because you spend so much time and especially with this show for me, it was like, um, it really was my life. Um, And so the people that were on that show um, became family members that you see every day. So as much as it was hard to say goodbye to Lydia and the show itself, it's always harder when you realize you're not going to see that same group of people every day. And of course, we all still keep in touch and I see certain people, but um, we got really lucky with such a good group of people and that always, that doesn't always happen. So it was such a, you know, emotional last, <laughs> last show. Yeah, It's a really special thing to have, you know, a theater community, but like about your role, you know, Lydia, it's not like, it's like not completely bordered on dance. Like it's mostly, you know, acting and singing. But like, can we talk about your dancing for a minute? <laughs> I mean, because it's beautiful. And I know your dad's a dancer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both my parents are dancers. My dad, um, my dad's mostly a tapper and teaches some theater dance. But my mom's a modern and jazz teacher and dancer. And so I definitely got some dance from them. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to be in a show where I really get to dance. I haven't gotten the opportunity to really do that. I mean, I danced a little bit and beautiful sound that doesn't really count. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's been like a, it's kind of my release in a way, you know, it's, it's just, I love to dance around my room to get the stress out. I love going to class. I love going to ballet and it's kind of my, I think there is something nice about because I haven't done many shows where I'm dancing and it's mostly acting and singing focused. I feel like while I'm training in dance, it's also been like a separate place in my mind where I can not feel like I'm working for a second and just go and release it all and, and you know, turn on music in my bedroom and just dance around. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a favorite tap or jazz? Jazz. I'm more of a jazz and theater dancer. Um, my dad would hate that I say that because he loves tap and I do like to tap. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, um, it's not my forte. I wouldn't call myself the strongest tapper in the world. Um, but I love theater jazz. I love ballet. Um, I honestly love all dance. Do you guys like to dance? Do you dance? I don't take lessons, but I do like to dance. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just lessons, whatever. It's like, if you like to dance, you like to dance, you know? I take ballet and tap mostly for like, like, I'm not a dancer first, but I do want to be able to get into musical arts, you know, musical theater, you know, college. So I want to have that kind of background knowledge. And I also do enjoy dancing. I mean, it's it's a good way to, you know, yeah. get your feelings out and stuff. Oh, I can tap. <laughs> of I course you can. Yeah. I, used to tap, so I know how to tap, yeah. but it's like not my strongest. Yeah, that's fine. So we're going to back up here for a minute. Your first show was The Audience with 
Helen Mirren and Sadie Singh. We're big Stranger Things fans, so select. Yeah, well, my fr- okay, so my first Broadway show was Mary Poppins, but this is my second Broadway show. Um, so, sorry, I interrupted your question. Do you have a specific question about the audience? I don't know. We're just, you know, you're, we're looking at your resume, you know. Yeah. We're, we're just talking about all the cool things you've done, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in Crucible. We're also big yes. fans, so. so. You said you're big what? Salem, like the city. Oh, yeah, yeah like the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. So how'd you get your start in theater? Did you always want to do this? Yeah, I mean, I started when I was, um, I did my first show ever when I was seven at um, the Muni Theater in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, I begged my parents to let me audition and they finally said yes. And when I got in and did that first show, it was like, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I was so devastated when it closed, it was only a week and I was just crying in my room because I didn't want it to end. And I think that's when you know, like, you don't want it to end. And and I just sort of continued on from there. I don't think I really, I didn't have it and been like, this is going to be my job kind of way. I think I always just kind of knew it was what I was going to continue doing. And then uh, when I did Mary Poppins and then kept auditioning and, and doing other Broadway shows, it was like, no, this is, this is, this is really what I'm going to pursue. And um, yeah, I got really lucky i i say lucky uh i love this quote from alex brightman who i think was on here right yeah. oh yeah so it was dana oh yeah yeah amazing so he he said this thing that i love because i'll go you know i was really lucky for um you know the right time of these shows coming along and he said yeah but don't discredit yourself the work you know it's a combination of course there's right place right time right show right age all of these things but also you know you have to be ready to do that, right? So uh, lucky and, you know, hard work. And yeah, now I'm an adult officially in this business. And so it really is, really is a job. So it sounds like you've been keeping busy since Beetlejuice closed. And we saw you're going to be performing at Broadway World's 20th anniversary concert (laughs) in May. And we'll be doing a musical called Grace the Ghost. Can you tell us where we can see you next? Yeah, so I'm doing some uh, concerts around. Uh, I'm doing a, a, one of my friends is writing a new musical um, that's doing a concert at 54 Below on April 20th. It's called Grace and the Ghost. I'm really proud of her. It's really great. And I am, I am performing at the Broadway World concert in May, May 21st. Um, I don't have as many details about that yet. But yeah, I am um, just working around, popping in and out, doing readings and concerts and, you know, We'll see what the next thing is. There's sometimes times where we can like go around and like actually like work on your music and stuff. And that's really, that's really cool. You know, Dabby. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I I do write music. I have a song out right now. Um, and I have so many other songs written that I need to oh. finish to release. But that's sort of my focus right now um, is trying to finish that up. Yeah, so you're working on an album? That's crazy. Yeah, yes, I do. It's kind of, it's hard for me to put it in a genre, but it's like folky kind of, I don't want to say theatery necessarily, but there's just a lot of instrumentals and things. And um, it's it's fun. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of, I wrote most of the songs over the pandemic, so I need to just release them before I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I know if I like, listen to a song that like I wrote or something too much and I'm like god all these things are so stupid but like, like well, why did I write yeah you're like why I did know. I write <laughs> when everyone else thinks it's just like really good yeah it's like I just need to get I need to get it out before I change my mind god yes yeah.
of our guests to choose a charity and our parents make a donation as a thank you for being on our show. You picked Planned Parenthood. Can you tell us why? Yeah, I, I chose Planned Parenthood because uh, I'm sure everyone knows, but um, the government <laughs> is trying to, uh, anyone that's not paying attention to the news, the government <laughs> is uh, trying to uh, ban abortions and also just take away basic women's health and right to their own bodies. And as a young woman myself, um, I find it super important that you get the health care that you need and Planned Parenthood provides uh, that support for everyone. It's not exclusive and um, it gives access to safe abortions and sexual health, reproductive health. Um, and I just think it's super important now more than ever that we are supporting one another and that we have the right to our own bodies. So that is my choice of charity. Guys, I, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Thank you. You summed up the last That's like two slay. years. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone that hasn't. Yeah. We also ask all of our guests for advice, but we're gonna switch things up a little this episode because we're just cool like that. You're in no, New York. You don't want my advice. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we do. You're really cool. You're in New York doing what we want to do and what a lot of our listeners want to do. What's it really like being a performer, being on Broadway, auditioning, doing all these things? And also, obviously, do you have advice for kids who want to do them too? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. It's magical. It's hard. It can be lonely at times. Uh, it's 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 a lot of work, you know. Um, it's what we love to do, but it's a job, and um, there are going to be times where you're super busy and and working a bunch and times where you don't have anything. I always say, especially with auditions and self tapes and things, there are gonna be times where you feel like nothing is coming your way. And then all of a sudden you have three things you have to memorize and turn in tomorrow, you know? So yeah. it's, it's a lot of, um, it is a lot of rejection and things that you don't hear back, but it doesn't really have to do with your talent. Even you have to remind yourself that the right things don't pass you by. And it takes a lot of discipline because, you know, you're always trying to to improve and whether that's taking class if you can, working on working on a song if you can. Um, and also it's really important though to find the balance in your life, which I'm, you know, doing right now. I'm, I'm still really young, I'm still 21. And so finding a network of friends that are supportive of you and your journey and that can, you know, relax and not have to be stressed or talking about theater all the time. and uh creating that community and having interests outside of of just the industry is super important as well um and so advice that i'd give kids that want to do it is uh don't be don't be fooled or in it for the wrong reasons because it'll just be incredibly hard to find the motivation uh broadway is not glamorous it's it's so magical and worth it and amazing but it's it's not glamorous. It's a lot of hard work, and um, you know some of the most amazing experiences and best people ever. Um, but if it's, and I'll also say this, I'll say this as someone who is a child actor too. If it is your parent that is constantly reminding you to do your lines, making you go to these auditions, signing you up for dance classes. Um, I understand that it's important for parents to help nudge their children into finding passions, but if it is them that is pushing you to do it and not you it's not something that you love and you want to storytell and you want to do 
don't do it, you know, have that talk with them. My parents were so wonderful and that I have three other siblings who have different interests than me. And so they really, you know, made it clear that if I woke up one day, even after being on Broadway, even after being in Mary Poppins, et cetera, even now, if I woke up and said, you know what, this isn't what I want to pursue anymore. I just, I, I want to go do something else. They were in total support. And I, I like ran cross, I, I still wanted to do theater, but I ran cross country and track in high school. I did other things, you know, it's yeah. like, so as a kid where it feels so, you know, competitive and I want to do it, da, 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 um, make sure you're doing it because you love it. And also um, still be a kid. You know, there's so much time. There's so much time. You're not behind. Um, everyone has their own path. Some people have an amazing breakout when they're, you know, 30, 40, 50, whatever, you know, and some people get on Broadway when they're 10 and it's really just your own journey so so be a kid you know oh my god that's so true because like some like Broadway performers like they never actually they were you know child actors so they never actually got to have a childhood but it's like really important to do like extracurriculars and stuff it's really important and it's like yes training is important and it's it's great and it's wonderful but also like you know um still make time for your friends still you know if if you don't want to do your you know, community theater production that summer because you want to just chill out with your friends, that's okay. You know, there's, you don't have to be, I'm never going to get on Broadway because I said no to my school play. That's so not true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lightning round. So we just ask you a bunch of questions and then we pretend to time it. Yeah, we (laughs) pretend to. Let's see how good I am at these. I might actually time this one because I feel like it. What? Um, here we go. Starts now. What is your dream role? Ah, that's so hard. Uh, there's so many. Um, I'll say something original. Belle and Beauty and the Beast. And maybe uh, like Clara and Light in the Piazza or something. I don't know. Favorite Beetlejuice Belle? Ah, Halloween, which I already explained. Um, or West Side Snap or my birthday. Do you consider yourself more of an actor, singer, or dancer? Actor, 100%. I think anything that you do, singing and dancing, should come through storytelling. Favorite Taylor Swift era? Ah! Um, okay, <laughs> I'm a bad Swifty. Like, I know her stuff, but I'm not, like, a diehard. Like, I know every single word. But I have really been into folklore. If you choreograph any show, what would it be? I'm going to say La La Land. Because I, okay. I just choreographed a dance to that and taught it the other week. What's your favorite Lydia line in the show, and can you say it? Favorite Lydia line? Oh, God, you're going to have to make me remember my lines. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, you should be prepared. Um, 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 oh gosh. Well, there's the classic, I myself am strange and unusual. That's not my favorite. I think my favorite this time, this is, make, this is making me stressed. Um, I like, uh, I like in deal. <laughs> this is so random. This isn't my favorite, but I like in delays when, when I just go, okay. <laughs> oh my God, that was so <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Okay, a best food in New York City. Food in New York City? Pizza. You gotta get the pizza. Or bagel. Or bagel. Yeah. 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 Favorite city other than New York? Uh, uh, um, <laughs> I, Chicago? But I really want to go to London. I've never been. Ooh. Um, what music are you listening to the most right now? My music taste is all over the place, you guys. It would be embarrassing. Like, it would be like the Shrek 2 soundtrack, followed by like Miley Cyrus, followed by um oh, yeah. music that i'm listening to a lot right now i've been listening to mitski a lot if you couldn't be a performer what would you be Ooh, that, uh, 
maybe a teacher. Oh, what's your go-to audition song? Uh, probably like Part of Your World, maybe Live Out Loud from A Little Princess. Uh, I don't know. I haven't used my book in a second. So now are you allowed to tell us how Lydia levitated? Because I have a theory. I think I'm allowed to tell you. I think it's right. I think I can tell you because it's not running anymore. Um, I want to hear your theory first, though. So, um, th- my mom came up with this theory um, after the second time we saw the show, so props to her for this. Um, she saw that there was a little thing that it looked like Lydia sat on under her dress, and then after she comes down, Adam goes right over and knocks it down into the bucket and then brings it off stage. That's a correct theory. So it's really, 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 right. it's really, 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 really simple, and people are, like, so surprised because it's, like, you know, is it wires? Is this, uh, no, it's literally a bike seat. It is a bicycle seat that is on the rail and it's put there full in, in plain view. It's just black and it sits there and it's really weird and uncomfortable to have to belt while you're on a bike seat. But, you know, it's so I wear it the reason. So that is my actual Lydia dress. It's just a pinafore that is over it near the end. It's like the classic one. And it's the only reason I have a long pinafore is so when I levitate, um, no one sees the bike seat, and then I, I, so it just goes like this, and it comes right back down, and then they put it away in the bucket, and that's that. So it's like, people are always like, wait, what? <laughs> then, a question that we couldn't figure out, how does Barbara levitate? We've been trying to figure that out the four times we saw the show, and we just can't figure it out. So, it's kind of similar to mine, where it's, I don't, I don't think it's a bike seat, I think it's like a bigger seat that's easier for her to balance on. But in the wall, there's fabric, and so it looks like it's a wall, but it's not. And so something like a lever like comes out, and she sits on it. And it's a similar thing where it's like the lever goes up and down, and you just can't see it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, time. That was a Ellie. What was it? Um, I stopped it when it got to a minute and thirty-five seconds. But you know, it's probably it's, fine. it's probably like you know three minutes of it. It's fine. It was important question. Is there very important. is there like a, a how fast are you guys? Do you guys try to make these? Uh, I don't. Well, know. it used to oh, be like a goal of a minute, minute. but well, like I feel like that wasn't a minute. It. Yeah. No, so. sorry. I kind of forgot we were being timed with the more like explanation ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to be like sexy. I feel like you we don't want to actually hear what it was. Elizabeth, this has been awesome. It was a great time talking to you, and we can't wait to see what you do next. Yes. Thank you so much for being on Two Kids and a Broadway Star. Broadway Star, Broadway Star, Broadway Star. I see what you did there. Alex Brightman like, pops up next to me. More me. <laughs> oh, my God. Good to meet you guys. Bye. The sound of a scream is music to me. Sound is 15 years for time therapy. Trauma and fear, it sings in my ear. Ain't it the sweetest noise around that beautiful At Two Kids and a Broadway Star, it's really important to us that we keep supporting Broadway and the whole theater community. That's why we ask all our guests to choose a charity and our parents make a donation as a thank you for being on our show. The episode supports Planned Parenthood. We hope you'll consider making a donation of any size. You can find a link to donate in our show notes. Any amount counts. Also, a special thanks to Shoshana at B-Way Show for helping make this episode happen. Two kids and a Broadway star is me, Ellie. And me, Haley. We started this podcast as a way to stay connected to the theater community during the shutdown and beyond. 
You can follow us on Instagram at Two Kids Pod and on Twitter at Two Kids Way. And you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and at twokidsbroadway.com. Please like and subscribe. Thanks for listening.